0: Yes, absolutely. Just for September alone, we had a total of 570 hours of load shedding, and most of that load shedding was in stage four and stage five.
1: And you know, I look back at it, and I think it was my birthday month, so I do remember being in the dark quite a bit uh, because I actually went away and spent more time in the dark where I went. So you know, it it, it kind of makes sense to me. But but how does this entire year? compare to our previous years, say from 2020, Monique, um, where we had experienced load shedding as well?
0: Okay, very interesting, and I think it's a very interesting point that you make that we often forget how bad it was, but it's nice to see the statistics and the um, data and perspective. So if we look at um, the year uh, in 2020, just up to September, compared to 2020, um, 20, sorry, 2020 compared to 2022, um, we've seen an increase of 320% more load shedding. And then if we look at 2021, up to um, the year 2022, just for the period of January to September, we've seen an increase of 228% more load shedding.
1: So, as per your research, uh, what were the contributing factors identified as some of the reasons behind this extensive load shedding in September?
0: So, undoubtedly, we're looking at a lot more of unplanned outages of the Eskom plant. We're looking at Eskom's energy availability factor, seeing a um, drastic decline. We were looking at um, 70% availability of plant Um, Just a few years ago, we're looking now at plant being available between 60 and 50% of the time. So we are seeing an increase of Eskom having difficulty keeping the plant online, keeping the plant running. And I think it's safe to say that we're going to experience load shedding until there's new capacity brought onto the grid.
1: And, and that's an interesting one, um, Monique, because uh, as a country, we still rely very heavily on uh, fossil fuels, on coal. Um, how have uh, the different technologies that are coming on stream, how have they contributed to minimizing the intensity of the current load shedding bouts? That's also quite
0: interesting to look at. If we look at the morning peak hours, we see that um, solar and wind combined contribute around 10% of the supply during the morning peak-out and in the evening peak because they're experiencing a bit more wind in the late afternoon. We can see that the, those two um, technologies together contribute around 16% of the capacity. So it is making a significant contribution, and hopefully that the um, procurement programs that the government are running at present will bring some alleviation in the next couple of years.
1: And um, I, I'm so wishing that you could uh, do some research into that, uh, you know, just in terms of the cost as well of all of this, uh, Monique, because as you would know, as a country, at some point we said no to nuclear generation. And uh, it would be interesting to just, you know, uh, basically compare the various costs of the different um, energy supplies uh, and just take a look at where we are tracking. I don't know if that's something that you're thinking of, you know, at some point.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, We've done some research into this and published some figures a couple of years ago, and presently we're actually busy looking at um, doing a sort of a version of the IRP where we look at the different technologies and costs of those and what it would cost to supply the country's energy needs. So that research is ongoing at the moment, but we hope that we will be able to publish something around that at the beginning of next year.
1: Monique please let us know because I would love to you know go through those numbers with you but uh, thank you so much for your time this afternoon senior researcher at the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research Monique Leroux um, meanwhile Cape Town based market research firm Yazi Paints um, Yazi rather paints a depressing picture about the impact of uh, load shedding on the informal economy so for more of this we joined on the line by uh, the founder of Yazi uh, Tim Trages. Uh, Tim Good afternoon. Did I say your surname correctly?
2: Yes, you did. It's it's Chigas, so that's perfect. Good afternoon.
1: Thank you so much. Welcome to Updated Noon. Thank you. So, Tim, uh, if you would uh, please just start by clarifying for us the demographics of the respondents in your study and um, how much they earn uh, generally through their businesses.
2: Yeah. So sure. So we we did this report. We found some. We started to uncover a lot of um, really strange uh, knock-on effects from load shedding, and that was through actually communicating with a lot of our respondents over WhatsApp. So we use WhatsApp to survey people, which means that we can actually reach a lot of people that are otherwise quite tricky to reach digitally because WhatsApp's got such a high penetration rate, 95% of mobile, mobile users. So um, yeah, we did this report, and we, we, the, the demographics, so, so 52% of the respondents that we surveyed were under the um, income bracket of 6,000 rand per month. Forty-seven uh, percent of were between the ages of eighteen to thirty, so quite a young group, um, and then sixty-three percent of them were female, um, and it was a sample size of two thousand two hundred, so quite a large sample.
1: Indeed, it is. Now, Tim, what direct impact um, has this constant blackout uh, situation had on the operational costs for these businesses?
2: Yeah, it, it ranges, and so a lot of, so, I mean, high level. Uh, a lot of people have really lost a significant portion of the income. Fifty um, percent of people have actually lost one thousand rand or more per month. And if you just think of that first step, which is that, fifty-two percent of people say they earn between zero and six thousand rand. So we we are often talking about a half of someone's salary per month, you know, just lost due to low load shedding, um, and about fifty fifty-seven percent of people lost four. Or four plus hours per day um, on on their work. so when you' know, basically cut half the day of work for them out. Um, and I think you know if you think of the of loading, often you just think of your laptop not working because you've run out of power your phone running out of battery. but there is these really large significant or significant knock-on effects that we've uncovered, and that's anywhere from you know meat going off every day because um, the fridge is out and the fridge is actually not broken. Because of these surges in power, which means that the individuals now not actually wanting to buy meat anymore, because every time they buy, it, it's going off, and they're, they're losing money. So, uh, from food, from like making clothes, and a woman who um, can't actually produce her stock because her obviously her sewing machine doesn't work, and um, and so also just being really cut in, in the you know process of being able to put out more stock. Um, also, losing tons of clients from not actually being able to get hold of them. Uh, I think everyone's experienced the like mobile networks really being impacted by load shedding, and so that means that you know a lot of people who do business on the phone can't actually communicate with clients or get new clients. Um, and that was one sort of overarching theme that came through from every segment. One person even mentioning uh, on the consumer side that her, her family member had died in um, in a accident because they weren't able to get hold of an ambulance in time or they weren't able to get hold of an ambulance at all because they couldn't get hold of one um so yeah these these really drastic knock-on effects
1: it certainly is and then uh jim just finally so as you say uh people earning uh between nothing really and uh, six thousand rand a month um what is the solution moving forward
2: yeah. So Yazi is a market research company. So our our goal is to really provide the insights and data. Um, you know that we we're uncovering a lot of what is, is typically unknown, and we use we then present that to government um, and to other key stakeholders to use that to make the right decision. So from our point of view, um, you know we we are just really working hard to provide and uncover um, what's really going on. So I, it's it's not really my place to advise on. On next steps or actionable steps, but um, but I think if you if you look at like the knock-on effects of income and water and sort and safety and things, you, you know the knock-on effect. I mean, the um, the relevant parties that would be would look to solve those issues and sort of you know, take those problems or pain points and work out how to solve them.
1: Fair enough. Uh, Tim, thanks so much uh, for your time. And that was the founder of Cape Town-based market research firm called Yazzie, uh, Tim uh, Trigas.